want something more, more meaningful moments, opportunities, deeper relationships, and memorable experiences? Do you want to make a difference? If you said yes, a career in real estate could be the opportunity you're looking for. Guiding people to one of the most important decisions they'll ever make, the purchase or sale of their home, can be both rewarding and lucrative. Exit Realty's revolutionary compensation model, training, and technology provide you with the tools you need to start and build your successful real estate career. Call me today, Robin Collins, R-O-B-Y-N Collins with Red Robin Homes at 843-557-5003. Again, that's 843-557-5003. Or visit me at redrobinhomes.com slash join exit and make your exit today. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your co-workers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, and good morning, guys. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I'm your host. That is who I am. Corbin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty, Low Country Group. There you go. In beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, if this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir, or ma'am are in for a treat because our mission is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. So, guys, look, we have been leveling up and we are continuing to take steps. And, you know, we've been talking about it. So if you've been listening to us over the last few weeks, several weeks, you've heard all kinds of things. And we've been taking you guys to the next level beyond just buying just the home that you're going to occupy, but how to invest, how to grow, how people are getting started, what people are doing and the future of real estate investing. And today is no different. We are very fortunate to have with us Omni, the real estate guy, with us today. I love it. I love it. How are you doing today, Omni? Corin, I am doing great. Thanks for the invite. Super excited to be here. You have a remarkable story. I was a little bit jealous. I'll tell our listeners, if you will, more about you. But you grew up in Hawaii, correct? Correct. That's correct. So if you don't mind, if you could just give our listeners a high-level overview of who you are and what you do. 
Sure, I appreciate that. Well, South Carolina is a beautiful, beautiful area as well. So uh, you're sitting pretty over there. So I grew up in Hawaii. I'm actually no longer there. I moved to Northern Virginia uh, to the East Coast where my wife's family is from probably 12, maybe 13 years ago. Uh, my real estate career started in Hawaii 20 years ago as a real estate investor. I uh, became a broker, an agent and broker for the last 20 years. I've been doing that as well. Just really passionate about everything that you are doing on your show. I love the education side. I have three kids and my mindset shifted when I started to have, you know, or grow our family. My oldest is 14 now. My daughter is uh, 10 and my youngest is eight. And as you are responsible for these human beings, right, them growing up. And as a parent, you're trying to figure out what can you do to give them an advantage or what can you do to set them up correctly? I realized that that financial education, the real estate investing, which I was doing, was missing in their life and missing in their education. So I, I shifted a lot of what I did to education so that I could teach my kids, number one. And, you know, once I learned how to communicate to my family, kind of radiated out from there and spread the message within my brokerage, spread the message within my community. And I've been blessed to be able to do that from Hawaii to Northern Virginia and a few states in between. So that's awesome. So Amna, you have a resume, again, that is extremely impressive. You have been committed and focused in educating and empowering people. Like you said, for 20 years, you've been doing this. You've been investing in such in real estate. You are now an author. And I love the title of your book, which is The Cash Flow Breakfast Club. It's like you eat dollars and cents for breakfast. <laughs> I love it. So sure. tell our listeners, if you could, a little bit about the book and who it's meant to touch or to challenge. Yeah, I appreciate that. The Cashflow Breakfast Club is definitely has been a culmination of a passion of myself and uh, collaborated with my wife to kind of put it out there. So interestingly enough, we I probably wrote it maybe three or four years ago and never published it. It was a training manual. It, that's really what it started out as. It's a training manual of I reached a level of success that I was excited about as it felt blessed that my family was blessed because of real estate. And as I wanted to start to train more and help more people kind of take a similar path, I really need to figure out, well, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Right. I made a lot of mistakes in between, but just document my journey on specific transactions and the lessons that I learned from those transactions. And I start to train my mentees that wanted to just get into real estate or level up their real estate investing, never really planned to publish the book, if you will. I'm a very private person. And then last year, maybe two years ago, some friends that are authors as well just said, you know what, you want to make a difference. You want to make an impact and you already have a book that's ready to go. So you might as well just get it out there and, and publish it. So the problem what I had was it was my story. It was an autobiography and I did not really want or wasn't comfortable at that time fully telling my story. So we repackaged 99% of that, still my story, but we put it into a power parable format, a character, not Omni Casey, but Dan Carter, grew up in Hawaii, happened to be a real estate investor, happened to get into the brokerage side. And really his journey of finding coaches, finding mentors, finding a mastermind to, to be a part of. And they dig into real estate transactions along the way. And there's lessons to be learned along the way. But it's more of a story and a manual of if someone's starting from zero, how do they set themselves up for financial freedom through real estate investing in, in the most 
boring path possible, the simplest path possible, which is, you know, through rental properties. There's so many paths that you can choose from, but I chose rental properties and cash flow as my path. It kind of puts it out as a lesson. And now it's, it is a training manual that we teach from in our in-person education events that we run uh, local in a few states as well. You say this thing, and when we were talking, if you will, backstage prior to, and it's funny, I mean, when you think about it, it makes perfect sense, but I want you to elaborate on it for our listeners. But you say this thing that everybody needs, every person, everyone needs two professions, one for them and one for their money. So if you could, please elaborate on that thought process. It's a great one. And I don't know if I probably did not come up with that. I've had so many mentors throughout my life, so many books, right, that you pull from. I love the Rich Dad, Poor Dad side. I, my personal mentor, Brandon Turner, previously Bigger Pockets. He's wrote a lot. So there's a lot of stuff that I pull from that like speaks to me, right? And so the needing two professions is in the book um, that I wrote. And it just speaks to so many people are, you know, active income, and then passive income. And they're two different worlds, right? And understanding the difference between active income and passive income is probably the first aha moment for almost anyone because most people only really understand active income. I go to work, I trade my time for money and there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's only that at some point, you don't have that, it's harder to exit, right? Because the moment you stop trading your time for your money, the money stops. Um, What are you going to do at that point, right? And so setting up the passive income but in the real estate space, you see so many people trying to jump 100% into passive income. You still need active income or you need something, right? You need something to kind of fuel that obsession that you have of stacking up that passive income or buying those rental properties or whatever it may be. So it's getting really good at earning income, whether it's your business. For me, I was a real estate professional on the agent brokerage side. I uh, fixed and flipped properties as well. And that's an active income because the moment you stop doing that, there's no income coming in. That was my active income, my profession, and my other profession happened to be passive, right? And so I feel I'm lucky because my financial freedom and my passion is intertwined. Everything is real estate related. Mm -hmm. Along the way, I found so many people that want the financial freedom of real estate, but they don't have the passion of real estate. Beating my head against the wall, I'm trying to figure out why, right? Is I'm passionate about it. Why aren't they? The reality is everyone's wired differently, right? If you're an accountant somewhere, you might love the numbers of it, but you don't want to be in the business of real estate. Mm-hmm. And so really understanding that no matter what you do, you can work in tech, you can work you know, as a doctor, as a dentist, you can ha- be really good at your active income as long as you are also setting up your passive income business strategy or investment process there. Mm -hmm. That second part is always real estate or passive income real estate. The first part could be whatever you want. Well, you know, it's interesting you should say that because we see it from various places. You are are a broker. So one, congratulations to you on being able to, quote unquote, retire from being a broker. But I know you saw it. I imagine you saw it there. Because you have so many people that come into the business that they want to do the business, but they have no passion for the business. They're only there because they just want to get a paycheck. They think real estate is easy when we know it is extremely difficult in order for you to be successful at it. It's extremely difficult just in general. So those people oftentimes are the ones who are kind of in between the people that you know that you can serve and you can help. You serve people for 20 years, help them. So I know you help people establish and grow and create legacies and build wealth because that is what we do in this profession. And we love it because we 
We're passionate about them and passionate about people and about real estate as a whole. We have this conversation about everyone has their own start at their own place where they're going, all that kind of stuff. But what is like the worst investment mistake you believe that, let's say, someone could make or things that you advise people against? Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's a great one. So it really depends on where they are, right? And being at a different starting point. So if the reason I started so many of my education meetup groups, and it's free, we don't charge anything. Really, a lot of my agents that I was coaching and training that were near and dear to me, and then their clients are near and dear to me, were signing up for all these. There's so many programs out there to learn about real estate investing. And, and I'm not trying to bash any program out there. Education is worth something, right? But some of these programs they're signing up for, they're spending 30, 40, 50, 60, $80,000 to learn about it. And great education. But at the end of it, nothing happens. Like they spent a lot of money. Maybe they don't have any money to invest. And so... Some people need those programs and some people need to spend the money for them to do something. But what I saw, the majority of people in those programs were not actually benefiting from it. So I started to train my agents. Agents said, okay, can we train our, our friends and family and our clients? And we opened it up to the community and we kind of opened to, now we have about a hundred people that show up every single month in every single one of our locations that are for education but there's a missing component of that mastermind, that accountability, right? And so the worst mistake you can do is figuring out where you're going to get your education from. Are you the type of person that likes paying for things because it makes you feel good that you paid for something, but you're not going to do anything with it? And if so, that's a really easy way to spend 10, 15, 20, $30,000 and not do anything with it, right? If you're the type of person that if you spend money, it forces you to actually take action, mm-hmm. go for it. Absolutely. And I know people like that, that will not take action unless they actually spent money for it. So understanding who you are as a person, because the entryway into the education, the mentoring and the accountability, there are so many avenues and so many ways you can go from there. In the book, Actual Real Estate Investing, one of the first steps that I talk about is being able to do a house hack right? So can you get rid of your housing expense, especially if you're starting from ground zero? Can you get rid of your housing expenses? And if you do that, that snowballs into really the rest of the plan. And the rest of the plan is not you go earn more money because maybe you're in a fixed income job and you can't really scale up by 20, 30, $40,000 more per year. Maybe you just, you're making the same amount of money every single time. But if you get rid of your housing expense, let's just call it $3,000 a month. And now you're house hacking. So you didn't have to earn any more money to get that. You got $3,000 a month, put it into a bank account and do nothing but buy a rental property with that. At the end of the year, you get $36,000. And guess what? If you do that for two years, you're buying two different properties at a $36,000 down payment. Sure, they're small properties, but they start to grow. They start to grow. And that cash flow, you just stack that cash flow to help you build, buy a, a bigger property. And a bigger property is really the the process of, you know, starting from scratch. Now, if you are an entrepreneur and you own your own business or your real estate agent or whatever it is, sure, you have a scalable income that you can increase with higher motivation. You can make more money. I would say the majority of people don't have that, that flexibility to take advantage of that. So I would say figure out your education and then get into your house hack or your first next move to reduce your expenses. I'll share something with you. Years ago, client went to some program, bought this whole big expensive quote unquote system, if you will. I forgot what they spent, but it was five figures. They they spent all the money. They had no money to invest after that. 
And when they came back to me, which didn't know that's what they were going to do, they went out and did this, came and said, hey, Cole, when I did this, I'm we're ready to buy Investor. Oh, okay, well, great. We talked about possibly doing that before. Okay, wonderful. What did you do? And they told me, I was like, okay, fine. And they started you know, talking and we started talking. And they was like, well, oh, I didn't know you knew that. Well, yeah, I, I know that. It's the same stuff that we do all the time. So, I, yeah, yeah. So what are we going to do and how much money you got? And they told me, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. So you spent this, but you don't have now what you need to, to get started. So like you said, it handicapped them in that instance. That's not everybody. Some people, like you said, it works the opposite. But you also got to figure out, quote unquote, you know, where you're going to get in. So if you don't mind, I'm not just kind of describe, I guess we've interviewed, had, and we talk about all, all types of strategies, whether that be, we talked about Airbnb, we talked about multifamily, single units, those kind of things, as far as particular strategies. What's one of your faves? Yeah. Real estate. The more you talk, uh, we talk the more, you probably like yourself, you realize real estate or particularly real estate investing is almost like an addiction to me. Like I do mm-hmm. feel like, like everything looks so good. And having to figure out how to, so I've done fix and flip. I've done wholesaling. I've done single families. I've done condos. I've done Airbnb. I've done midterm. I've I've done everything there is, right? Syndications on on the general, the LP, everything. Mm -hmm. Because I love it. It all works compared to other things out there. Mm -hmm. But over the last few years, one of my favorite strategies that I've really honed in on and perfected is, so still in the cash flow realm, buying multifamily, small multifamily, and buying them from exiting landlords through what I call a portfolio purchase. So someone that's been in the business for 10, 20, 30 years, and they just want to like something happened. They had their last straw. They just want to exit, right? So if someone has 10, 20, 30 properties, they can't just exit, right? They can't just sell them all. It's very difficult. It takes them a year, two years, three years to find the right buyer sometimes, okay. or they're selling them one at a time, which is problematic for, for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. So I try to connect with them. I try to buy their entire portfolio, let them exit to their next stage in life. Mm-hmm. And I take over and I figure out what's the value add opportunity here, right? Mm-hmm. Which of these am I keeping? Which of mm-hmm. these am I selling off? Which of these, you know, am I going to upgrade and put into my portfolio under this strategy, whether mm-hmm. it's long-term, short-term, or midterm. So how I rent is less important, although the majority of what I do is long-term. It really is the acquisition. That Since shifting to that, it allowed my acquisition. I only need a handful of good portfolios a year to be happy about my year. If I buy two or three portfolios, that's 20, 30, 40 properties. Mm-hmm. And that's really two, three property, you know, transactions because they're all kind of tied together mm-hmm. versus me previously trying to find one deal at a time, one deal at a time. Now I will say every once in a while, we still do buy one at one at a time properties. If it's, you know, in our backyard or if it's in one of our core areas that we really love, we'll buy a property, but we almost exclusively hold out to find portfolios that we can acquire. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That, and that's a very neat strategy. You know, for our listeners, guys, look, don't let what we're talking about be overwhelming or daunting because there is a way to do this, to leverage yourself to it. Not necessarily very easily, but easily you can make these things happen. It's just a, having the mindset to take this on. Like you say, you participated in transactions extended from Hawaii all the way over to now Virginia. I can imagine that cross-country trek, so to speak, um, that flight or flights and all that stuff. But what markets do you primarily practice in? Do you in the area or are you in other parts of the country? What areas do you like currently? 
Yeah. So I'm embarrassed on how many markets I'm still in and I'm exiting some of my markets. So from Hawaii, right? From Hawaii, everyone, if you grew up on an island, everyone else is just the others, right? So I didn't know the difference between Virginia and South Carolina in terms of markets, right? I just knew that I was started in Hawaii and Hawaii was too expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After a couple of transactions, I'm like, you can't cash flow in Hawaii. So almost picking a spot on the map and figuring out where am I going to go to? So Texas and, and Georgia, and there's multiple markets in between that I've dabbled in, which is a terrible way to be a real estate investor until I found really the right team in a market. And so mm-hmm. the markets that I have grew significantly in is really directly related to, I have a competent team, like a rock star team on the ground there. And he, although I'm licensed, I'm never my own agent. I, I hire someone that knows that market better than I am. Sure. I could be a property manager. I've tried it. I'm a terrible property manager. So I need to make sure I have a rock star property manager on the ground and contractors. If you're doing value add over the last five years, I've shifted heavily into the DMV market. I did almost nothing in this area, although I lived in this area. I had the ability to invest remotely. I just happened to be living in a different location, right? So I was always looking at investing remotely. And it really was once my kids started to become old enough to understand what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And rather than showing them pictures and uh, a P&L sheet, which I do, I, I just knew that they could get more out of a hands-on education. Mm-hmm. And so me buying properties that we can drive to, that they can mm-hmm. you know, go take a look at the renovation, take a look at it before, during, after, mm-hmm. put them to work a little bit before the contractors show up so that it ingrains in, ingrains in their memory some mm-hmm. of the, um, the value lessons that they can learn. So heavily in this DMV market uh, over the last five years. That is awesome because it's, it's about bringing them up and teaching them. Like you said, it's difficult or more challenging when you work in a market. They can't see the product. They don't see what it looked like. They don't see what you did to it. And they don't see what it turned out to be. I mean, in turn, that's awesome. Your children, your family is so lucky to have that because that is definitely something that we strive for um, to, quote unquote, spread the wealth, to extend the knowledge because our legacy is beyond financial. It is about the education and the opportunities that we leave our children and our family. As we, you know, kind of get to quote unquote end towards the end of today's show, if there was a nugget, this thing that you could drop on our listeners to help them or catapult them, quote unquote, into their into investing or further along on their path and their journey, what would that be? I go back and kind of reflect on my journey. What's propelled me? to the various paths that, that I went on and why, why did I shift from this to this and this? And there was really a common theme in my life, right? I was chasing legacy and I didn't know it at the time. I don't know if I even knew this prior to a few years ago, but chasing legacy. So I got really good at earning money. Uh, I happened to get into the real estate agent fix and flip space. And then, and one that set my family up and I'm blessed because of that. And my clients were benefiting because I would be able to help my clients one at a time. And I got to a point where, man, my reach is so small with a handful of clients that I can take on at any given time. And that's what made me shift into, okay, maybe I'm going to get into this broker coaching side, because if I can help a hundred agents and they're all helping 10, 20 clients, now that's, that's a bigger impact. It's a bigger legacy. Right. And that's what I've been doing for the last 10, 11 years or so and loved it, love my team. And what pushed me to use the word retire. I, I don't love that word because I'm, I'm working harder than I've ever worked. I'm just doing something different. You don't have that role anymore, that responsibility. And the only reason I gave that up is because 
I realized I needed to make a bigger impact. At some point, I started to crave making that bigger impact. And me helping 100 agents was making an impact. But if I could take this Cashflow Breakfast Club community and turn it into 10,000 people mm-hmm. and help, I want to coach the coaches. I want to mentor the mentors mm-hmm. and kind of keep going up that totem pole to really comes down to what is the biggest impact that you can make before you leave this earth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I think about almost daily. So although someone starting out is probably not thinking impact, but mm-hmm. you're looking at your trajectory of your life or your investment cycle. And if mm-hmm. you think about what's first for you, financial freedom is absolutely first. Financial freedom, get your financial freedom set and, and in order Create your passive income as much as you need so that you can retire and then hopefully go do something more impactful, right? And shift. So I like to frame financial freedom and legacy in two different strategies, two different arenas. Focus on your financial freedom. If you are not financially free, meaning you do not have passive income that exceeds your expenses, you're not financially free yet. Mm -hmm. Go focus on that. Once you hit that, pause, celebrate, retire, and then go figure out what are you going to do to go change the world? Like, what is your next big thing in life for your family, for your community? And that will always give you more energy because I want to be a real estate investor for the rest of my life can be draining. Like I've seen so many people, whether you're a real estate agent or a real estate investor, like start out with all the best intentions, get really good at what they're doing, but at some point just get burnt out. Because the goal, that end goal of, I just want to be a real estate investor, there's no end to that. And you achieved it and you're doing that for 10 years and you're thinking, well, why am I still doing this? Mm -hmm. And you lose your motivation to continue to do that at a high level. So that bigger thread of you're always chasing impact, you're always chasing legacy, but only Mm -hmm. chase what's right in front of you, I think will give you unlimited levels of energy as long as you're willing to completely continue to reinvent yourself and shift your strategy um, once that next level is in front of you. That is awesome, man. I, I love that, man, because as long as you're trading time for money, you're on the wrong side of the axis. Rich dad, poor dad, talks about the quadrants. You got to get to the other side of the quadrant, other side, quote unquote, of the axis. You got to get across it. Once you get across it, then the world is completely different. I love what you're doing and keep doing it. Thank you so much for being um, on the show with us today. As we wrap up, I just want to extend again my gratitude for you sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, most importantly, being accessible to our listeners. If you don't mind, how can people get in contact with you? First off, thank you. This is an awesome show. I love what you're doing. Love what you stand for. I love the people that you're you're helping as well. I have a couple of websites, OmniTheInvestorGuy.com, my personal website, my family kind of invest, investment company and free resources, what I use to analyze deals, what I use to kind of factor in financial freedom. My most passionate site though is CashflowBreakfastClub.com. And that's for those, you know, if you're in an area, you want to be a part of an in-person community. We, we're expanding to 100 markets over the next three years. More importantly, if you're already an investor and you're saying, I need to make an impact, I need to figure out how to do this, we have a template. We just give this to other investors. We don't charge anything. We just give it to other investors to say, you go open up your own Cashflow Breakfast Club in your community. We'll support you so that you have a 100-person real estate investor education event and meetup that hopefully you're making an impact in your market, wherever it may be. So go ahead and check it out. I'm on social media. I'm Nye, the investor guy uh, in almost all the channels as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for our listeners, guys. Y'all have heard it here. Y'all got direct knowledge. I mean, you got it dropped right here in your lap. 
at your feet if you're standing. And in turn, you got to pick it up and you got to do something with it. This is no longer the season for complacency. This is no longer the season for content. It is the season for movement, for growth. I love, Amna, that you talked repeatedly today about impact. That was my one word last year. I'm a one word person. My one word last year was impact. Anything I hit, I touched, I had to make an impact in it to move it forward. So I appreciate that so much. Our listeners, guys, thank you all for listening today. Thank you for being a part of the Exit Strategies Radio Show family. Guys, you know how I feel and you know what I say and you're going to get it today just like on any other day. And that is I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.